Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. This is your Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to yet another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Delighted to have you back. Uh, we will be looking at Unai Emery's first game at the Emirates versus City. We look ahead to the Chelsea game. We look at the Prediction League. I'm joined by Mike from Boston, uh, Manny, Big Steve. Remember, this is a podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. So please enjoy the show. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too. Up the Arsenal. Good evening, lads. So we've had a last-minute substitution. We've had an injury uh, in the warm-up. Um, Mike from Boston uh, couldn't join us, so we decided to get uh, another Mike. We've got Scunthorpe Mike with us instead. Um, and we've also got Big Steve, as I said, and the ever-present Happy Jolly Manny. How are we doing, guys? Yeah, good. Good. Cheers for having me back. Yeah, it's good to have you back. We're going to have some of the other other guys who were on last season uh, back as well. I know um, Albert is uh, begged for forgiveness and he must come back <laughs> on after his his Overmar. Um, who is he? Uh, incident, which will I think he'll be his his epitaph or whatever the word is. It's easier for an Irishman to say. Um, <laughs> Mike. Thank you very much for coming in at the last minute. I know you literally had about nine minutes ago, I sent you a text uh, that, have, that Mike in America had been called away to a meeting and uh, couldn't come in last minute. How are you keeping, mate? Yeah, it's good, mate. You saved me some, for some crap telly. <laughs> crap telly and, and bathing the babes and the babies. No, and... I won't go that far. No, no, no. no, no, no. no. Okay. Not yet, anyway. But no, it was, it was a night of crap telly, so you've got me an hour of joy. Brilliant, excellent, Manny. How are we? I know you put your back out, didn't you? Uh, I told you about those gyms. Those gyms are bad for you. No, it was a total accident. Um, so I'm on painkillers at the minute. So uh, does that mean you're going to be happy? Does that mean I'm what now? Going to be happy? Um, I, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I mean, I can't feel the pain right now, so I guess that's a good thing. So uh, we'll see how it goes. It all depends on your painkillers, doesn't it? Say what? All depends on the decent painkillers you got. Here. Yeah, cocodamol says I like codeine in it, so yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe we should give them to some of the fans that are on the internet at the moment that think after one season, you know. Oh God, <laughs> that they're hanging. As, we, 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 I know Mike wants to talk about that one. Listen. Um, I do want to thank people who've listened to the last few podcasts, especially during the uh, close season. Uh, we did fill it, fill up the season with as much as we could around the World Cup, around transfers and everything else. But we've done, um, this is the first show after game one. Uh, we've got 37 more games, plus the Europa League, FA Cup, uh, Caribou Cup to go. So it started. Um, we have big Steve on, as I said, as well. And Steve, we mentioned last week, um, make sure you get onto... What's the name of the website, Steve? Uh, KMFM, and I think it's kmfm.co.uk. Um, and there's a little segment on there called Battle of the Buskers. If you want to head there and vote for me, you can win yourself £150. And and if I win, I get a £500 voucher. So that will be Christmas you buy presents. You all beers. Sorted. <laughs> yeah, awesome beers. <laughs> So what what is it you, you you do busking is it? Um yeah I mean they they've over the summer they've they've started doing sort of some busking spots up at the up at the shopping center and 
we've done some stuff across Kent for them in the past, a few of us, uh, me and a couple of friends. And then this time they sort of got in, got in touch and wanted us to go back and they were like, you know, oh, we've got a bit more of a budget so we can pay you as well as the busking. So I was like, well, yeah, I want some of that. So fills up a couple of hours on the Saturday. And luckily enough, I'm, I'm not. Last weekend I did four till five on the Saturday. This weekend I'm, I think, playing at three. So I don't have to miss the game. So that's good. Let's hope. Let's hope it's a it's a good result. Um, yeah. We did the. Um, it's good. To, listen, as as Steve said, get on to KM KMFM. Vote for Big Steve. Uh, let's vote for one of our own and uh, get him to be He's Busker one of, of the our Year. Own. He's one of our own. Uh, the lads were asking last week because I went to the City game and always oh, the first game of the season. Some of the Derby games, three o'clock kickoffs and so on. I um, I'd have a talk to the wife and I'd, I'd talk the wife round into uh saying like i need to get the train down you know i'm gonna meet up with the lads have a few beers and stuff like that and first game of the season been city i arranged uh to go down and see uh well there was no official meetup but i was only meeting with john malone the joker and mark porter and, and there ended up being a few other people that i bumped into uh but um uh boston mike and manny were guessing how many beers i would have and uh how many did you say um manny I said 10, because you're a wino. <laughs> it's not a 10. And, and Boston said how many? I don't know. You tell me. I forgot. He said seven. And I, w- I would have said seven. Well, to be honest, I had, I had six and then had one on the way home. So that was, that was the seven. And for me, that was a very light day. A light, light day. So you and couldn't have ten. Like a few more just to... You know, stop Mike from getting something right. No, I wanted to make sure that you didn't get anything. You could have had one more at least. Like, you just, you suck. But he would have still been closer. So? He wouldn't have won. Yeah, but but even 10 is a a light day. Jesus. You know. Or something else, you know that. Yeah. Oh, 15 on a match day. Wow. Wow. That's what you try. That's, that's. That's what I train all week for. Jesus Christ! I wonder why your belly hasn't recovered. <laughs> Actually, I, I picked twenty-two last time I saw you. Uh, no, it wasn't twenty-two. No, was it more than that? No, it was about seventeen. I think that was a big oh, day. Really? That one. <laughs> 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 yeah, I wasn't too bad though, was I? Uh, yeah, maybe. I was singing a lot. That was all. Well, we all were, weren't we? God, that must have been terrible. Yeah. That was good fun. We had a good day out, actually. But the only thing was it was very sunny. But I did pick up myself a, a sporting injury, a bit like yourself, Manny. Uh, walking from uh, Ashburton Grove, the Emirates, uh, I decided to go via Canterbury Station, which is just one down from Highbury and Islington. And Highbury and Islington, you can queue for up to an hour. Um, I shouldn't give this secret away, otherwise I'll, I'll, I'll end up losing uh, my secret escape plan if you go to Canterbury there's no queue you just have to squeeze onto the train that's full from the hybrid Islington but if there's only one of you you can just squeeze in but I walked that fast I was dripping and I've um, hurt me Achilles so I've got a, a sore sore heel at the minute anyway so I bumped into John Malone Mark and Ben and Jason Porter Stefan Beer great name he's a new listener and he wants to come on at some point tracy eilert said hello uh, she tried to nick my wallet by the way that's what i thought it was anyway 
um, and her friends, uh, Nick Birch from Arsenal Away Boys. I saw them as well. We are planning to do something for the West Ham game, probably meet up in either the Eaglet or the Enkel. So if any of you are around, uh, just pop in and say hello. West Ham game's the 2nd of September, isn't it? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. I'm gigging. <laughs> gigging. You could bring your guitar up there, you know, and just stick it, stick, you know, do yeah, some Arsenal could. songs. I was I was gigging, I was gigging at King's Cross uh, Lewis Cubit Square on Sunday and the sound guy was a season ticket holder and he had to rush off. Yeah, you sent a message to some of us to if we were down around that way. I just don't go via King's Cross at all, but yeah, I, don't I don't know if you that. saw if anybody even. Yeah? yeah. Yeah. Prediction league guys. So, I predicted 1-1 as did um Manny and uh, Trev, who represented the guests last week, predicted um, predicted nil nil as a draw. And um, our ever uh, ever present, not um, Bostonian, decided to predict a two one win. He was a little bit more optimistic than us, but we ended up with a two nil loss. So nobody got any points. But you will have seen on the guns and yellow ribbons. Facebook page. I've now published the league on there, and if people want to put in the comments what they predict um, for each result, just as a bit of fun and see how we go. But each week, one of the guests, and today it will be Big Steve um, as the the, the guest, um, will predict what they think for the Chelsea game, and we'll do that afterwards. But um, so, you know, what what did you what did you think of the prediction league? Did, did you see it? Did you see the thing on the on the on the Facebook group? What do you think, guys? Yeah, I saw that Boston Mike went 2-1 and uh, after, I mean, the, the last podcast talking about the Cronky thing, I thought he has a lot of optimism. <laughs> so but so I wasn't too shocked that he went for a went for a 2-1 win. And what do we predict then, Steve, since you're on there? What do you predict for the Chelsea game? I, <laughs> I say this, I, I actually think it might be a 2-1 win. So, guest... If we make the good, if we make the right changes, so you're going for one, two. Yeah, one, two. Manny, one all. One all. Uh, Mike texted me and he did give me a one all, but I will ask uh, Mike and Scunthorpe what you think as well. So we got a balance of Mikes. I was going to say one all, but screw it, I'll go two one win. <laughs> two one. Everyone's win. going one one, so yeah. let's get in there. Two one. I I shall go. Oh, Baldy. Uh, you know what? I think we're still not quite there yet. I'm going to go for a 1 0 loss. Ooh. Oh, I don't. I, look, I, I, I'm famous for saying, how can you predict our hey, uh, want Arsenal to hey, lose? Hey, 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 hey. Make your prediction stick with it. All right, we've already gone one, through this. One nil, one nil. Right, we've already gone through nil. this. All right, stick with it. Okay. What do we... Um, Arsenal-Man City, so was our first game of the season, and I touched on that we're still a little bit uh, getting to the new regime and passing the ball out from the back. And, you know, there, there was a lot of excitement around um, around the, the stadium, around build-up to the game in some of the pubs and the chat among people and a chat on, on some of the Facebook groups and... And, and and the like. Um, I was texting uh, Mike in Boston on the way down. He says, on your way, I said, yeah, I'm on the train. I said, it's full of Arsenal. Um, it feels like more like going to an FA Cup final or, or, or a game of that sort of magnitude. 
I think it helped that it was one, the first game of the season, two, City, three, it was Unai Emery's first game. Um, where did you guys watch it? I know I, I was one of the, the the only ones of us uh, at the stadium, but where where, where did you watch it and what do you think about I was it? And... Watching it on the iPad on the way home from London, sort of half falling asleep in the second half. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, th- I thought the first half was it was I, it was okay. Uh, you know, I think when you take into account it's it's a new regime, we're playing differently. Um, yeah, it was. It, well, you know, we've we've played better in the past, but I, th- I think we take everything into account. It was okay considering it's against City as well. And what did um, what did people make of uh, the new style and the method and playing out from the back, um, Mike? Well, what can I say? They didn't really want to know a lot of them, did they? To be fair, uh, I'm, I'm not too I'm not too keen on it. If uh, the keeper's got to make a proper decision, though, I think Czech made some of the wrong decisions during that game. It, it all boils down to if you're gonna if you can't see anyone wanting it, just oof it forward. Don't be doing mm. something stupid There's yeah, no absolutely and and he's only done, he's only done that he did that once within the game like uh, in goal then um, Manny would you have had would you have had Czech or Leno and if so why um, for the first game of the season I would have gone for Czech um, me too seen as he's he's the more experienced he knows the league and he's one of the captains so um, I wasn't I wasn't too mad at Czech being in goal, but I'm not gonna lie. As soon as I saw the lineup, I was a bit deflated, um, especially when I saw that you know we were gonna play a four-two-three-one, and I saw that Ozil was gonna be on the wing, and Mkhitaryan was gonna be on one wing, and Ramsey was gonna be at number ten. Which he, even though he wants to play there, he sucks at that position. And then of course when I saw you know the the yodeling you know Swiss. At DM, it just it just completely deflated me, to be honest. In fairness, I was reasonably impressed with uh, Socrates. I know I criticised him in, in in a couple of podcasts uh, gone past. Um, the lineup for me, I, I I still can't see how you can play Ramsey and Ozil in that forward role. Um, no. I was dis- I was disappointed to see Shaka play. Um, and I know we got we got names that we do on 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 the screen here. So uh, as different people, and I'm I'll come up with Fergus K. Got Big Steve, the best Mike, and guess who's called Shaka Socks? Because he does. Why does he? Because suck? because he does. Okay, <laughs> actually, Fergus, just sit tight for a second. I'm gonna come to Steve on this one because I asked you, I asked Steve yesterday. Tell me. <laughs> what Xhaka brings to this team. I'm going to mute myself. You go ahead and you tell me what he brings to this team. Right. In in my defense, I did say that I thought he was shocking on the weekend. I think I don't think he suits playing as a DM. He's not a DM. Um, he's not a defensive midfielder. He can play as a deep playmaker, but I think he's got to have someone next to him. His best, I, th- I think his best form has been after a few games when we switched to three at the back, and we had a two-man midfield with him and Ramsey. I think that helped because he had an extra, extra centre back behind. Um, but but I I think his passing range is good. He is he is a physical player. Um, he can be quite aggressive, which our you know our team has lacked for many years. Um, but generally, if he's playing in that in that deeper two, and he hasn't got an actual ball winner next to him, 
he's he's nigh on useless because people expect him to be that ball winner and and he just isn't he's not mobile enough um and he it's I think he does have his uses, but his best performance has been either in that two-man midfield or at the end of last season when he played in a three. And I think he was playing with um, Ramsey and Awobi a few times. Um, but as as a as a DM, it's just not not for him. Ramsey, Awobi, and Shaka. That is your that that's like a porn movie for you, isn't it, uh, Manny? You know, you know, <laughs> you know what. Um... Steve, you actually haven't answered my question at all. Um, I asked what... No, no I did. No, no, I no, said, no. depending on where he plays, but he doesn't bring anything. But Okay, stop. So, he doesn't bring anything to this team at all. And you mentioned something. You said his passing range, right? And I was going through the stats from the game. Um, zero key passes... Um, was this just Sunday? This is this is Sunday. This is Sunday. Um, so, Sunday he was appalling. Okay, okay. I I, I never disagree with you. No, I mean, <laughs> we are talking. We about are talking Sunday. about Sunday. So 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 it's only right. It's relevant. He made zero key passes, and we talk about his passing range. He made zero interceptions. Um, he made one tackle. He made eight misplaced passes, and that's in sixty nine minutes worth of football. And you're playing the best team in the country, and I'm I'm one of those people. In order to be the best, you've got to beat the best. You've got to perform against the best. He did yeah, none absolutely. of that. He, here's a better analogy for me when it comes to Jacko. Um, you guys bear with me on this one. Once upon a time, we were all virgins, right? And it took us a few goes to understand what we need to do in in that particular situation. You know, to get the hang of it and to get the hang of your reproductive organs. A newcomer to the Premier League is like a virgin being exposed to porn, right? So it's extreme at first, but eventually he's going to understand it. Xhaka has watched the same movie 71 times and he still doesn't get it. He still doesn't understand this league. He still doesn't understand that as soon as you get the ball, you need to move it on. He still doesn't understand. He is quite possibly the most useless midfielder we've had since Denilson. That that's 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 said, truly what I believe. He, he I mean, I go ahead. I was going to say, I you know, I, I as, as I said to you the other day, I I have defended Jacker in the past. I don't think he's completely completely shit, but it depends where you play him and how you Steve. play him. I think if you if you no mate, if you put Urzel as a DM, Steve. And he's going to be shocking, Steve. and every, nobody will say. Steve, he makes no <laughs> impact in games. He's passive. He, but he Hold has on. had some good he's games. He's passive. When he loses the ball, instead of trying to atone for his error, it's like he's telling himself he off. He stands still and just Exactly. Watches. It's yeah. like he's telling himself off with a Teletubby-type voiceover, but you know? How, how many of our players in the last four or five years have been doing that? It's not just him. I think if he doesn't show any signs of improvement or any signs of quality on a consistent basis within this next year, then you can't just put he's it down to the fact years. that he was in a poor team. He's had two yeah, years. but look how poor we were at times, everybody, but within the last two years. There has been zero, zero improvement. I mean, by the time... What about the Shaka I mean, listen, by the time he... Give, by the time... What, the one in 20? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when that man gets the ball, by the time he makes a decision, ice has expired. He's useless. Sometimes. I mean, no, as I say sometimes, I mean most of the time. He, he, but the thing is, he's shown moments of quality, and so has Awobi over the past few years. Everyone was calling for Awobi's head at the start of the season, you know, when he was still there in pre-season and he got his extension. I think you have to look at 
look at the fact that we've got a new manager, we've got a new regime, we've got a new way of playing. Excuses. No, I th- I think this this one year is if you're going to have any excuses and people want to put their hand up, it has to be this You've year. You've had he's Otherwise, had 71 games, right, to prove us to to show me something, and in those 71 games, I can quite count on one hand how many good games he's had like and he's had he had 69 minutes right to make an impact a game against City no interceptions in the position that he was playing bear in mind Guendouzi made four of them when Torreira came on Torreira played about 20 minutes worth of football another two, level and Torreira was wicked two interceptions in that time well, I, was, I, was, I was just going to say like we, we've touched on two players which is um, Czech uh, and his inability to uh, really our struggle to to um, play out from the back and you could see he was uncomfortable with passing the ball that way and you got people were raving about Guendouzi and I I made a point of watching him especially for most of the first half just watching him all the time and then later replacing Shaka with Torreya Um, what did you make Mike you haven't spoken for a bit what did you make of Guendouzi sorry I was too busy howling at that <laughs> Brilliant. It was good. It was good. But Steve, I'm sorry, mate. You, you're talking. It's like talking to a brick wall. Jackass, probably. <laughs> sorry. Uh, Gwendozi. Uh, yeah, Gwendozi was awesome. Um, he played really, really well. He looked. Uh, there's a couple of times where you know I think he he just needs to release the ball a bit quicker. Um, Do you- just manage himself a little bit better. But I think that comes with time and experience. He's still a young lad. He's new to the Premier League. Other than that, his gameplay was it was brilliant. I, I thought he was. Him. I thought he was like. I I can't really argue at much what you say on there, but I did think, despite all the plaudits that people were talking about him, and I had Tottenham fans and West Ham fans text me, "Who's the guy with the hair?" and and, and so, but I did find him. He's a little bit erratic in in his the way he's. He's like a little puppy, isn't he? He, he, he flaunts around, and some of that irrationality, I thought, didn't help. In one when. Uh, That's he just was, the excitement. It's his first game in the Premier League. But he was doing the it's same. He was doing the same exciting. for you. He was doing the same at Uruguay when he was in the World Cup. I know. I know he's young. Um, Who going to No, no, no French. No French. French. No, he was doing. Didn't he? What? I'm going to say he's French. <laughs> he's French. World Cup. <laughs> what even? What? what? Oh, Fergus. Are you thinking of Torreira? Yeah, I'm getting confused with Torreira. Oh, but, no, um, but, but, but no, but no, no. Oh dear. The, How many you have to drink today? Yeah. Uh, uh, fuck off. <laughs> it, I'll actually tell you. I cracked one open as we started this because I've had a shit day. So I don't. Not that I need much of an excuse, but I, I'm. Yeah. No, I'm not. I've not had a load of beer. Um, but. I just found him, as Steve said, like a bit of like a puppet on a string or whatever. But I, I think he he is going to be great. And when he bolts up a bit more, looking at Torreira, um, unbelievable. He has to be on our starting. He 11. just looks so composed, didn't he, on the ball and winning the ball back? Yeah, exactly. Fant- he looked wicked. Um, the the goal. Him, he just covers every blade of grass on that pitch as well. He just runs for miles and miles and miles. He'll tackle anyone. He'll go for anyone. He'll go for any ball. And he is composed on the ball as well. He He's, a, he's going to turn out to be a fantastic player for this club if he gets played. I think he will get played. He, I, I think he'll be in the starting uh, in the starting eleven. He's just come back later. I'll tell you the player... He's got uh, to come back in now for Xhaka for a start. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd play probably Torreira and Ramsey or Torreira and Guendouzi. Uh, I don't know if they both can play in the same same role. but I'd, I'd drop Ramsey for Chelsea, personally. Okay. 
And I'd, I'd, I'd stick with Guendouzi and Torreira, and I'd put Ozil, Mkhitaryan, Aubameyang on the left, and Blacker up top. Okay, I I can't I can't argue with Mike. I, I would drop him utterly. Sign a contract or fuck off. That's uh, yeah. That, that, that that that's it. Um, I'm sorry, boy. It's the holding the club to ransom crap. And again, he's playing when he was playing against City. There, even his crossing was terrible. He didn't look interested. Rushing up. It just wasn't. It, it, no, it's not. It's not the Ramsey that we've all known. No. Uh, to be before, yeah, he's not had great games over the years, and he's had some cracking games over the years, but. I think now with all this holding the club to ransom for a contract and waiting to get what he wants, either sign what they're going to give you. If you love the club that much, I'm sure they've offered him a decent package. Yeah, it may not be on the same terms as Ozil, but I don't think anyone's going to get that sort of contract again. I think Ozil was a massive one-off and it's a shame it was Ozil who got that massive package. He's got a massive package, has he? You know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you who did impress me an awful lot, both on and off the pitch. Listeiner, he, I, he was warming up beside, uh, just in front of me. I'm on, on the corner of North Bank, and he was bellowing orders yes. out to the defence. Yes. He's a and, captain, isn't he? Ah, oh, he was. I would have started him ahead of Bellerin. But then we got Maitland Niles who's got injured, so we got nobody at left back. He's not a natural left back, and he went in there and. Bar one mistake, we was a bit ball watching for the second goal, uh, but I think all of them in the defence were, were ball watching at that point. He was immense because Maitland Niles, before he got injured, he was getting skinned down that wing. D- d- don't you think? Maitland Niles had zero protection whatsoever. So the way Emery wanted the team to play, right? It was um, there was a man marking system, which there's nothing wrong with that. Um, so you had. Obama Yang and Ramsey were tasked with pressing the centre backs. Mkhitaryan was meant to press Walker, and Mendy um, was meant to be covered by Ozil. But you know, with Ozil, with Mendy bombing forward, Ozil was being dragged backwards, and then all of a sudden you've got Gundogan and, and Fernandinho free in the middle, and then so they were pinging passes to to um, to Mares, and Mares was one on one with with Maitland Niles every time, and when Walker was bumming past Mkhitaryan, Mkhitaryan couldn't handle him. You know, so there was always a, a, a 2v1 situation and Maitland Niles has been completely roasted, like you said, every time. Did did you watch the match of the day analysis and they were talking about passing out from the back and how Arsenal were passing out and they couldn't release the ball past, say, Socrates or Mustafi because one, the midfield receivers like Shaka and Gwendouzi weren't coming to the ball quickly enough. And by that stage, their, their midfield were pressing so fast. Plus, yeah. every Every movement that the the Man City uh, passes were always forward. We were doing more sideways passes than anything else. Uh, P- Peter Check, there's a stat that Peter Check received 42 passes yeah. in a game, and, and normally for him, he's like I think his average over last season was 24 or something like that. Um, he, he came into a lot of criticism, but even more so um, from uh, Leno's old team. I think it is wasn't it Bayern Leverkusen. Yeah, Did you see was, the tweets? That was really um that that was just low and pathetic 
from them, to be honest. I know they were there, they came out, I think, afterwards and saying, oh, you know, it was a bit of banter. But have a bit of professionalism about yourself. Have a bit of class about yourselves. You know what I mean? I mean, this is, this is a guy who's 36, gonna be 37. He's never played this style of football before, so this is the first time he's been exposed to it. And of course, he's gonna make some mistakes. One almost was costly when he almost scored that on goal. But to, oh to say that, to come out with that, pathetic. Um, on on that it actually, harsh, it really, to be fair. on on that actually, I'd some made some notes on the game itself, but I've not really gone gone over them too much, um, because most of them are slagging off Bellerin. Even though I listened to uh, some of the pundits and they say Bellerin had a great game, I it must be me and I'm, I've got something in my head. But um, when Czech passed out to Socrates onto Guendouzi, who was under pressure, he passed it back to Czech, and Czech nearly scored that own goal. There was serious jeering of our own keeper uh, by the um, by the North Bank and by a lot of the, the, the lower tier fine the first time but then when he, uh, he on that ball and I think he cleared it long which was one of the few times he cleared it long the next time he went to clear, clear a ball and as he came to it they tried to jeer him again similar to the old Espina thing I'll tell you what there was, it, it nearly came to blows in the North Bank with some of the people going Mike, you know the little guy uh, at the end of my row. Uh, I can't remember what his name is. He's the one who starts quite a lot of the chance. Little guy, uh, little goatee beard. Um, uh, yeah, I think I remember. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He went absolutely nuts. He got you fucking jeer your own team. You crowd of I can't use that word, but he was, oh, it was it, and it was poor form, poor form. So well, I was impre- I was impressed with. Um, was it? I think it, it was, was it Socrates or was it, um, who took the yellow? Was it Socrates or was it? Yeah, Socrates. But it was, again, down to Shaka losing the surprise, ball. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Yep. Guys are useless. Yeah. Uh, listen, we, we had, what, two, three shots on, on, on goal, I think. Obama Yang knocked out part of the advertising hoarding with his shot. I don't know if anybody saw that, but there was a, a big... I mean, look at the replays of his shot. There's a big block of yellow on what was a Coca-Cola sign or something like where he knocked out that shot. But listen, overall, I think it was probably a fair result. I don't think we put enough into it to get a draw. Um, we It would have been nice to score a goal and for... Bamiang, which I think was managed out of the game very well. Um, Pep Guardiola uh, managed in the second half. I don't know if you remember. We at the start of the first half we were quite bright for the first ten minutes. In the start of the second half, twenty minutes, Lacazette came on, uh, absolutely changed the game, um, and um, Rambo had gone off. <laughs> Funny that, and. Um, we there, there was a lack just after Lacazette took his shot, a ball went out of play, and uh, City looked like they were up against it for a bit, uh, and then Mares was going to take a corner, and they decided to wait. He walked all the way to the corner, get right set up for the corner, and then make the substitution for De Bruyne, and it took probably four four and a half minutes, and of course the ball's out of play. Doesn't matter. They get thirty seconds stuck on injury time. Annoyed me, but I did smile and thought, Pep, you clever fucker. So, what did anybody make of um, Ozil's haircut? Look decent. Haircut? <laughs> yeah. 
He, I tell you what, all he needs is a little moustache underneath his oh, nose. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Seriously. <laughs> Honestly, he kept on flicking it. He's got this uh, fringe and he kept on flicking it back. And you know, you see those, there's that um, film where they do, I can't remember what the name of the, the film is. The Angry Hitler thing. The Angry Hitler thing. He looked like him. Honestly, it was fucking hilarious. The thing um, is, after all the crap he's been put through by all that lot, can, can you imagine if he did? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what grow a mustache <laughs> oh that yeah be... yeah can you imagine god the uproar he'd get uh listen we got chelsea on saturday at half past five uk time what changes would you make to the lineup where are you watching it uh we've done our predictions of our scores but what performance are you expecting a different one um even Emery uh, came out and said that, you know, we will prepare for that game differently. So I'm expecting a different performance. Um, I'm expecting some changes. Um, I'm hoping I don't see the yodeling Swiss um, in the team. I'm hoping Torreira starts. And, oh God, I, I can't believe I'm going to say this. But if we're going to play the way Emery wants us to play, oh, God, we're, we're going to have to start with... With a Welbeck on the right wing, if he's fit, I can't believe I'm saying that. Or a Wobi, or a Wobi, because to be fair, we can't have Ozo on the right wing. He was crap against City, and that's nothing to do with with his positioning. You know, his passing was off, his touch was off. He was weak on the ball. He was just terrible. I, th- I think it's very much what you said. He was. I every time I saw him. On match of the day, and on some of the replays or so, he was in the defensive side of the pitch. He was in, he was tracking yeah. back into the box and covering for Bellerin half the fucking time. Uh, but you know, I, I think he needs to be up at number ten and playing yeah, number ten. It's not, it's not his his roles. I think, I think if if we're gonna play the way Emery wants us to play, this is the format. This is the team I would go with. Um, so the same back four that finished um, against City. Um, I'm not sure Leno will come in. I think Czech will start. Personally, I'd go with Leno, but Czech will start. Um, Torreira and Guendouzi in the middle with um, Ozo at number 10. And either Urobi or Welbeck on the right wing. Lacazette in the middle. And Aubameyang um, at left forward. Yeah. Yeah, I can't argue with that. I, I'm, I may play Ramsey alongside Torreira. Nope, Ramsey um, was crap. He was terrible. Sit on the bench. But play him, play him in the role that he's meant to be playing. Uh, listen, I'd have anybody but Shaka at the minute. Steve, um, what, 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 what's your expectations? Obviously, you're going to be busking, so you're going to try and get home and get to see it. Yeah, what's your expectations? Be home to see it. <laughs> uh, and who? I'll ask you who are. Who, who's the opposition's biggest threat to us, do you reckon? Because Morata is hopefully playing. Morata is pony. Um, I think I think their only threat at the moment uh, is is Hazard. Um, and I, th- I think if we if we keep him out and sort of really press the midfield, then then I think we'll be all right. But I, I would I would go with as Manny said. I'd go Guendouzi and. Torreira in the middle. I I would personally bring in Leno. I I think Czech had a big game. I'd put Leno in against against Chelsea. Keep the back four as it finished. Uh, Aubameyang on the left, Lacazette up top. I'd I'd keep Mkhitaryan on the right, and I'd I'd have Ozil at ten. Mike, what's what's your thoughts? And uh, I'll ask you the question then. Um, what's our best opportunity to expose Chelsea? Chelsea. Their back four ain't great. 
I don't think believe so. Uh, especially with Courtois leaving as well. That's left him wide open. Uh, the team I would start is pretty much the same as what these guys have just said. I'd prefer to see Leno in goal. Um, I'd also like to see the same back four that we finish with. Yes, I, I, I want to see Ramsey. I don't even want to see him on the bench. I really don't. Okay. Uh, because I just think he was crap. And like I say, I'm just sick and tired of it now. Just either, like I say, sign or go. Simple as that. Um, other than that, I don't know. You, you know what I mean? I, uh, it's I'm struggling here for me. It's that it's that forward line. And that's what I'm struggling with. I, I don't know whether I'd like to see the two forwards up front and maybe have two wingers rather than have a number ten. Or, we don't have any wingers. Well, well, yeah, there is that, but um, you know what I mean. I, don't, I just don't know. I'd like to see Lacazette and Abamian play together properly as a forward line, a forward two. It's just obviously I know it's difficult, especially without any wingers. Did you think Bamiyang flipping back to the Man City game slightly? Did you, did you think he looked out of form? I think he looked starved, but okay. that's the way City play. Yes, I, I think I, that's, I, the, that's the thing that people have got to remember. You got to look; these are last year's Premiership champions, and they're going to be this year. I, I personally believe they're going to be this year's champions. I also think they're really going to be our Champions League contenders this year as well. And uh, I think they've made not very be little team. signings in the way of signings, so they've still got exactly Mares. the same. Uh, Barry Mares, yeah, so very little. He hasn't changed the squad a lot. There's hardly anyone that, you know what I mean? There's there's no one there, Barry Mares. Um, I just I just don't think there's going to be many play people that are going to beat them this year. So to say it was our first game and people kicking off and booing at the stadium, jeering, it's it's sad and pathetic. Get a grip. It's the first game. We're now in a new regime. It's still like Manny has just said on there. It's got Wegner's stench all over it. <laughs> Which I do agree with. Just give the guy a break. It, you know what I mean? Wait till the end of the season, then judge him. Like we 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 posed on Facebook about questions and stuff like that, and one of the questions was uh, that you posted earlier this afternoon. Yeah, because I didn't know if I was going to be on or not. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> at the time I didn't, I wasn't on, so I did post the question. And the question was, "Go on, you gone." Uh, I, I can't remember the question. Now it was all about the negativity about. Oh the yeah, one the game. negativity after one game. Seriously, come on, get a grip. It's one I'm game, kidding. and it's against Man City. Yeah, can, can I say something about that? Um, the negativity that came out, especially from pundits, especially from legends, and I'm putting this in, in quotation marks, Tony Adams, Sam Allardyce, uh, Paul Merson, um, some critics in, in the newspaper. Some great ones. Like, like, cause, uh, sorry, Tony Adams, club legend, loved him as a player, as a coach, you suck. So who are you to make judgments on somebody after one game? As, as a club captain, he should not be speaking out because as a club captain you're a captain for life in my view especially for a, a man that like played man and boy uh, i was disappointed for him to come along and say what have they been doing for six weeks yes the team selection may have been a little bit iffy people wanted leno mm -hmm. over 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 check i'm with you in the sense for the first game i would have had check but um I think Leno's probably bet better suited to the style of play that we're going to adapt and he will come in. But he won't come in for Chelsea game because of the hoo that all, everybody's made. Yeah, of course. So the formation he played was, it was a safe formation in my opinion. By the way he looks at it, it was, a, it was quite a safe formation. He's got people in 
that I've got Premier League experience. He's, he's brought people in that are used to maybe Man City, played against them a few times. So it was a safe option. Yeah, it wasn't probably the best option, but he thought, obviously, it must have been the safest option, in my eyes, anyway. We've got to remember that this, Look, this man is learning the league as well. You know, he's a novice in this league, so we've got to give him a chance. He's got to try out things that he's tried, you know, somewhere else, and he's got to figure this league out himself. So we've got to give him time. The fact that people have come out and jumped on it already, and then already have started making criticisms, and already have started talking rubbish after one game against one of the best teams in Europe, not just in not just in this country, in Europe, period. Like, come on, get off here. And, and, and it's, and it's exactly. from people who can't make judgment as managers because, first of all, you were crap managers and you've never won anything as managers either. So how can you judge? Dickheads. Look, look, none of I us, agree with you there, mate. None of us expected really and truly to get a result there. I think... Yes, it's a league game and you go to try and win and so on and so forth. But I think it was also still an experimental game for um, Emery in the sense that, you know, we'll give it our best. I don't think he would ever given this across to the players because it's a home game in front of home fans. It's a big game for him. But I think he just wanted to see how things worked against real opposition and the the top opposition. Look, finishing off on... Um, the the city game and the preview in the Chelsea game. A couple of facts. We'll we'll go f- go to a break after this. But a couple of facts. You know that's the first time since the 1930s that we've lost back to back home games against Manchester City. And Michael Oliver, who refereed that game, was the um, first referee to manage the new manager, obviously in Unai Emery. But he was also the last referee. Uh, to manage Arsene Wenger at Huddersfield. So just some useless, pointless, air-absorbing facts. Let's go to a break. We'll be back afterwards with everybody's questions and we're going to touch on the Arsenal ladies. Welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons. He is a fox in the box, a tapping merchant. An Arsenal podcast. And he did it brilliantly. He did the job that he was meant to do. By Arsenal fans. I don't like the idea of selling to a rival. For Arsenal fans. How can you wish for Arsenal to lose? This is your Arsenal podcast. He will score the ugly goals. He's class. Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Harry Kane got so good now, he's ready to go to a big pub. I've just seen the headline. Wow. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. Hello, welcome back uh, to part two of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I hope you're enjoying it so far. Uh, you will want to have heard the debate that was going on uh, uh, with um, Steve and Manny about Shaka. Uh, there's no love lost, that's all I can say. But we're going to touch on Arsenal ladies and we're going to try and... Um, covered the ladies a little bit more uh, over over this year um, just in, in in the way that uh, nobody really does anything we want to make sure it's a little bit more inclusive that you know the girls and the boys and some of the boys like the girls football as many of the girls like the boys football and ladies football is on the up uh, there's more and more money and more teams being invested in it Arsenal uh, take on West Ham uh, in the, I believe it's the cup. I, I it's the, I think it's the league cup. Uh, my screen's just crashed. Um, yeah, it, it's in, it's in the cup. Uh, on the nineteenth of August, uh, it's in the yeah the league the continental league cup. Um, and then their season starts in the women's super league. 
in um, in September. So, guys, um, Steve, I believe uh, you have a little story about um, Arsenal ladies and knowing a friend or a friend or a friend. Um, Off you go. Yeah. So uh, when I was when I was living up in Sunderland, a friend of mine I went to school with, Kira Ramshaw, uh, she she was always like the best footballer, and she ended up going on to play for uh, Sunderland and and uh England but when she was playing for Sunderland I used, always used to keep her keep an eye out and um Sunderland had a striker Beth Mead who scored I think it was something like 78 and 77 or 77 and 78 near wow. on a goal every game but she signed for Arsenal last season um and I think I think she hit double figures last season but um yeah so a friend of a friend plays for plays for Arsenal now and I I thought when when she signed for us last season I was like that's a good good signing but that's about as far as really my women's knowledge goes but i know will, that she will you uh trying to make meadow farm up in boreham wood maybe and, and go and see your friend play um, a friend of friend possibly yeah i mean i mean I, I don't i don't manage to get up enough to see the the first team but um you know reserves and women's games if ever i'm over at watford i always try and see what's what's happening so yeah because Watford training ground and the Arsenal training ground are very close by and yeah. Meta Farm is a Bournemouth all, all the same sort of area mm. um, it's two o'clock at Meta Farm in, on Sunday uh, lads either of uh, you follow or watch any of the Arsenal ladies team or have any knowledge of it I, I must admit I don't have very much knowledge but I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and just at least keep a cursory eye over it you know so I know um, there was a lady uh, who was on the BBC or the ITV punditry over um, uh, over the World Cup, and she's former Arsenal captain, England. So we've 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 had some really really good players in the in the days. Manny, Mike, anything to add? Uh, not from me. I'm. I'll be honest. I'm not a follower myself. Uh, I know bits and bobs, but if you told me someone's name, I probably wouldn't even know after who they are. Manny. Yeah, some, sometimes um, in the past, you know, when they would be playing in like cup finals and things like that, when the matches will be televised, I'll try to have a look. But I have no idea who plays for you the know Arsenal what I th- ladies, which is terrible. Um, I should really pay more attention because for a long time, I used to post statuses saying that the Arsenal ladies actually were better than the Arsenal men. So I should know more, really. The, um, the, the I think you hit the nail on the head. Is it's the availability of seeing uh, reserve our ladies, our youth football because you can't see it as easily. I know if you're, my, I've got friends um, through work and so on, and they're Liverpool fans, and uh, he subscribes to uh, LFC TV. Um, and he's able to see reserve games. He's able to talk about youth players. You can also this guy. He, he's he's nuts on his football. But surely now that um, Arsenal fans TV have been forced to change the name to AFTV, um, uh, surely Arsenal should actually take that up and try and expand on on the 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 insistence of having Arsenal TV and and show some more of the games. I know you got Arsenal player, which is pretty shit. Um, yeah, but we don't know. We've got quite a few questions uh, to go through. Um, we The first question, um, who wants to answer this first question? It's from Evan Hawes. He's from the Gulf Coast Gooners. And he's also, he reads Mike's blog, which is uh, Wenger's Coat Zip. And he's from Fort Myers in Florida. Um, 
He says, I understand. It probably goes back onto what, what we said earlier, but I understand this is going to take a long process to get Arsenal back to contending for the Premier League. Just how far away do you think we are from competing? And will we, as in the fans, have the patience to do it all under Emery? Uh, go on, Manny. Um, it will take, realistically, um, two to three transfer windows for him to get the player he wants. This year will be whether he can get the current players playing the way he wants them to. If they can't, they should be shipped out and for him to get the players that he wants to. So um, I'd say the 2019-2020 season, we should start to see what he wants us to do. And uh, it'll probably take two to three years from now, from this season, for us to be challenging again. It's going to take some time. I mean, look at Liverpool, um, look at Pep. Um, it took them some time. So we should be patient. We have to be patient. It's a process. Anybody else want to add anything to that? I think mm. many hit the... No, no, you hit the nail on the head for me there. I was, thinking, I was going to use that exact analogy. <laughs> It's, it's, it's going to take. It's going, it's going to take a good, uh, like I say, about three three seasons to get it all sorted out to the way he wants to play and how he wants it. And the players definitely. There was uh, one question I should have asked before this because it linked on to the ladies' football thing. Joe Poulter, who's uh, reasonably new to Arsenal fans forum, but she's also on this fan girl chat, which is a, a girls. Um, uh, football, just general football, but it's all chat. She's in Pinner in uh, northwest London or Middlesex. Um, what are our views on women's football? I think we touched on that. But do you think there are force to be reckoned with? Um, and does it deserve as much respect as, as um, the men's game? Probably half cover that in the sense that I think it needs more exposure in the sense of... Um, uh, TV exposure and um, probably even radio and press and and and, and on places like this, uh, Mike. Do you reckon that you know Arsenal are are are, are the, does it compete with the men's game? Is it getting there? I know in America well, it's, it's like what Manny there. said earlier. The Arsenal ladies have have got more honours than probably anyone else in football. Um, I'm not too sure of other countries to say, but in in the UK especially, definitely. Um, you'll have to, uh, obviously, I've just googled it because <laughs> I didn't know too much well, myself. We are, we, but, we yeah, do. it should be more televised. I think if it was more, if it was, if it was on the TV, if it was on Sky Sports or BT Sports or anything like that, I'd give it a watch. Why not? It, well, it deserves it more than any. It's on telly right now. <laughs> you what? Sorry, it's better than the shit that's on telly right now. Well, this is it. You see, I'd, I think I'd rather watch Arsenal ladies or any other ladies football team rather than EastEnders. I know that one. Well, to be honest, I struggle watching any other football team besides Arsenal. So I'd watch Arsenal ladies, Arsenal youth. Um, uh, yeah, I'll watch the odd Champions League or a, a, a Premier League game if it's like with a big lot. So um, I got another question. Um, it's a it's a bit tongue in cheek. It's from Willie Nelson, and he's on several sites, including Arsenal Fans Forum. Uh, he's in Belfast, Northern Ireland, and he says, "Do you think shocking Ozil with a de- defibrillator?" before a big game would put some life into him. Go on, Manny. Oh, God. Um, well, I hope it would. 
um, because again he just keeps going missing and people wonder why he gets criticised um, by Arsenal fans I was with him for the whole Germany thing and I was still stick with him uh, about the whole Germany thing but when you put on an Arsenal shirt and you go out there in the big game Mesut Ozil always goes missing and I don't know what it is I, I really don't um, that- he's, got, he's got so much talent we all know the talent that he has but look at the chance that he had you know when Edison pretty much gifted in him the ball nine times out of ten Ozil's first touch is spot on but it was just sloppy Laka was at fault there Laka should have been more ruthless listen that uh, that almost adds to Jason Atkinson's question in Australia does Ozil go missing in big games yep Or, or do big clubs negate him did City manage him out of the game a bit like we thought uh, Aubameyang um, was managed out of the game quite a bit Steve I didn't realise I started talking with my mic muted then Um, sorry I I think I I think it depends where he plays Um, I think he's completely wasted and easier to negate when he's playing playing in the wide areas Uh, because I don't think he has that out and out pace Um, and he's, he'll obviously be, you know, everyone knows his, his strength is seeing the game at 10. Uh, playing out wide, he's, you know, he's seeing different passes. Um, I think it's a bit of both. I think when you look when you look at the stats since he come in, you know, the, the, he's had the most assists, more assists than any, any other player. Um, and, I, you know, he's performed in a few of the big games, like when we beat Chelsea 3-0, when we, you know, destroyed uh, United. And it's... So he does he does appear in some big games, but I don't think it's consistent enough in the big games. But I think it's a bit of both with the negating and him just not not really sort of getting the game by the scruff of the neck. Well, you answered uh, one of Ian George's questions, Ian from Dublin. He asked, is uh, Ozil wasted playing out wide? Um, which type of expand into Jason's question and so on. Ian also asked, asked another question. Um, was the manager right in playing uh, to play City at their own game? Uh, rather, hang on, I'm sh- Irish dyslexic, it doesn't help. Rather than see how it goes and then maybe try it, because our defenders were constantly shut down by City, uh, as front men forcing them into hurried passes, more often than not, back to check, who took, as we said earlier, 42 passes during the game. So what, what we touched probably back in the City game thing, about uh, tactics and uh, the way City closes down. Was Emery just doing his own thing, just playing his game? Or was he, people have said he looks at games, game by game, and he, unlike Wenger, who says, go out and just play your beautiful football um, and uh, express yourself and things will all come together. Did, Did Emery say, look at, how City play and go right. We're gonna we're, we're gonna go toe to toe with them. Or should he be more pragmatic in the way he does things? Who wants to go? Stick your hand up. Who wants to go with that one? All together now. Uh, I'm gonna nominate Manny. Um, I think he was doing his own thing. Um, I think that um he sh- he shouldn't be you know scared of City. I think City kind of caught him by surprise. If I'm honest. Um, with the way that you know the the 
the fullbacks were bombing forward and then the fact that Mkhitaryan and Ozil had to do a lot more defending. I, did, I didn't think he anticipated that. Um, so I, I was happy with the fact that, you know, he was going to try out. I mean, he was at home. You know, why would you want to play pragmatic and defensive when you're at home? No, I was I was glad that he went with his own tactics. Um you know, and I'm just glad that he can, and he showed that, you know, he can change it up as well. So it won't always be the same like before. So now I was happy with it. Mike, were you happy with it? Obviously. Sorry, apologies. I lost my mouse thing. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. No, uh, yeah, yeah, I was happy with it. Um, you got to remember as well, Emery, it's not the first time Emery's played against Pep Guardiola as well. He's played him in the Spanish league as well. Um, I do believe that there'll be some kind of, oh, sorry, what's the word, nervousness, nervousness about it because he's never actually beaten Pep Guardiola yeah, in a his, team, any of his that teams. That was his 11th game and still not won. Yeah, and he's going to play a part, so he's probably going to be a bit nervous out there as well. So... It, it's just one of them things. He did what he had to do. He did the only thing he probably could do. Uh, he shouldn't be criticised for it as much as he has been, but you know, it's the way it goes. So, obviously, um, Emery is taken over from Wenger, and we touched on um, in the first half about, you know, uh, the the team has the stench of Wenger, I think was the quote that Manny used. Uh, <laughs> Chang Wan, uh, who's based in London, said, how long will it take to fix uh, Wenger's broken legacy, his lifetime's work? Um, Chan is not a big fan of Wenger, and he was definitely a Wenger out. Oh, uh, man, but, you know, he was worse than me. <laughs> oh man he is he's way worse than me every other I, comment was like a, a slate in Wenger bloody hell I do, I do try and manage it he's alright he's, he, he, I've not met Chang but he's, he, he's alright he, he knows to play nicely on, on the forum but fucking hell you see him on some of the other groups uh, it's it, it, it's harsh very harsh so how, lo- how long do you reckon we, we, what we reckon two, two three seasons yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd say so. Um, it's going to take some time. Yeah, it's going to take some time. I mean, like, I just use the examples of, of Liverpool, for example. When Klopp came in, he had players like Benteke and, and Sacco and, you know, Danny Ings and all these guys. So it took him some time to get rid of them, get them out the door and get the players that he wanted in. It's the same thing that's going to happen with Emery. Um, this is still Wenger's team. Like I said, it's still got Wenger's stink all over it. You know, some of the players still have Wenger's mentality and that sort of comfortable sort of mentality going on and I don't think I, I think that Ramsey and, and Xhaka were surprised that it were coming off because if this was Venko they would have stayed on I was I was impressed that okay he was forced with Maitland-Niles early but Lacazette was brought on, brought on about 50 something minutes 57-58 minutes yeah uh, and the talk around the North Bank was ooh it's a 68 minutes already so <laughs> but um Penultimate question is from John Walsh, John Lord Walsh. Um, he's he's based out in Mexico. He's an expat out in Mexico, and he says he asks, "Are we a top four club now?" I think he says, uh, "You know, are we able to compete?" Um, spending the same as teams in the middle of the table, like Brighton and Hove Albion, um, stadiums half the size, plus their shirt sales, etc., are are much lower. Um, and they spent almost the same, about seven or eight million. So you know the the price of 
maybe uh, you know a, a player uh, and and we say we're worth like 1.82 billion pounds as a, a net worth of a club what's gone wrong there's talk about wages um, and wages needing needing to be cut. Um, I've got a question from James Tricker in Sydney uh, about sh- um, El Nenny, but which we can link in towards the end of this. Uh, Steve, what you reckon? Um, it's it's a tough one. I mean, I I think on paper our first eleven, there's no reason why we can't be, uh, you know, we can't be a solid top four club. But I think, you know, when when you look at obviously the example of Leicester winning the league the other year. I think when you look at that and you look at how a team can, you know, really up their game because of the, you know, the environment and playing for each other and playing for the manager, I think that's, you know, that's that's a very good point. You know, players can do that. But because of the comfortability that the players have had under Wenger, I think it will take time for that to just seep out and really, you know, really sort of, Get a kick up the arse. When when do you think that that will that will kick in? Um, how many? I, th- I think. Many? Sorry. Um, I think if we if we're sat in the top five by Jan, I think we're on the right track. You know, we haven't slipped too far. You know, because we've got some big games obviously coming up. You know, soon we still got Chelsea. We have got you know West Ham, which you know is still going to be a fairly big game because it. You know, you, you look at the likes of West Ham and Wolves, and you know these. Clubs that are, are, are smaller clubs than us, but have spent way more and really sort of tried to push to become uh, a sort of bigger side and aim for those European spots. Wolves would worry me a little bit more than West Ham. The only thing that worries me about West Ham is two players coming back to bite us on the arse and it's a, it's a London derby. Yeah. But I suppose getting back to the question, you know, uh, why aren't we spending as much as the likes of... West Ham outspent us. Fulham outspent us. Um, obviously, Wolves are a different setup because they're more or less linked with a direct agent and all his players get played. A bit like the Watford setup, which has got three or four feeder clubs around Europe. Why aren't we spending it? And we link that into the press reports that um, Unite Emery is already under some wage restrictions and there's talk of them having to sell... El Neni, I know, I know you have replied to that, and I know Manny wanted to mention about the El Neni um, uh, possible having to be offloaded. Go on, Steve. Yeah, I, I just, I just think we're not, we're not spending the same. I think because obviously our owner is so tight-fisted, um, it, we're a self-sustainable club. Um, I, th- I think there's a there's a whole heap of things, but I think also taking into account last season we did spend hundred million, you know, over hundred million on two strikers that were on bigger wages than the rest of the you know most of the squad, and then you include you know Özil's new contracts, Wobi's apparently doubled his money. Um, I think when you look at the extensions that we've had, plus the signs we had from last season, I think Unai Emery's walked into a bit of a shit heap knowing that we you know we're still in the Europa we didn't get the top 4 money I, th- I think that's that comes down to it just having a tight-fisted owner and how much we spent last season Manny uh, oh boy I feel sorry for Emery to be honest um again he's got average players on high wages um an owner who doesn't invest any of his money at all in the club because if he did I don't think we would be under these restrictions you know I don't think we would have to sell so many players in order to get the wage bill right 
you know. And I, I still, I'm still pissed at the fact that players like Card Jenkinson are on 45k a week. You know that that stuff baffles me. They're going to be hard to be sold when they're on that exactly. money. Exactly. Who's going to buy them? This is what I mentioned last week that when the clubs are coming in for these players, they're looking at their wage demand and they're bulking at it, and they're like, "Well, you're going to have to bring the no, price tag down yeah, no, if you want us to get They're saying we'll pay, we'll pay five million for you, but we'll pay you twenty-five grand a week. And the player's gone, "No, oh, fuck that! I'll just stay on the end of this contract." Exactly. And then I'll get signing on fee and twenty twenty grand a week. So, but I've had the money out of Chelsea. So. Exactly. I mean, with with the fact that you know, I'm pretty shocked that Elneny's name came up, and you know, apparently Marseille are interested, and apparently you know that may happen. I'm shocked at that. We just resigned him. I mean, he's a, he's a good utility player. He's no, he's not well, at the starting eleven for me. James he's good utility. James Tricker, because I know where you're going to go with this. James Tricker has just asked as as the final question. Uh, James is from Arsenal Thoughts. He's been on here a couple of times and done a couple of specials about the World Cup and also been an Aussie fan. He's in Sydney, as I said. Um, he says, "I want to hear El Nenny discussed." So, Manny, you can carry on this in a second. And he says, "No fans seem to even consider him as an option in the first eleven. I think his work rate, consistency, and safe first style on the ball could suit the pressing and passing style out from the backs as Emery much more than Shaka or Ramsey and he has more experience than Gwenduzi. He actually said do dozy, but uh, I, I I corrected him. <laughs> hey, me correcting somebody. Hey. Go yeah. on, continue. But I, I agree with him definitely with with Shaka because uh, I already said he's useless. Um with with Rams I think Ramsey offers more than El Nenny in terms of going forward and in terms of creativity. Yes, El Nenny's you know, he's got a great engine and he's safe, you know, you know, he, he rarely loses the ball, but he offers little offensively. Hence why for me he can't be in the first team. You know, he plays too safe. Um, so he's a good utility. I mean, think back to teams of when we were winning things and we had, you know, players like Edu and, you know, even Parler became a utility player. You know, every team has them and El Nini is that guy for us. So I would much prefer that we kept him as somebody who can play in the Europa League, as somebody who can come in and do a job as opposed to getting rid of him, you know, in order to balance the books. There are other players we can get rid of that. We can get rid of to, to clear the books, you know. Mike, what do you reckon on it? I'm still flabbergasted how we need to sell players to balance the books. It's, and we've just done a new sponsorship deal with Visit Rwanda. And how much is that? 30 million a year? 35 million. No, 35 million over three years, I think. It was. Over three years. Yeah. So there's, you know, I mean, there's and a shirt sponsor there. We've got a new sponsorship next season in shirt sponsors. But that's not done yet. That's why. Oh, yeah, no, that's not done yet. But I'm still, how how is it that we're in this sort of dire straits? Yeah, the Europa League doesn't give as much as what the Champions League would give in terms of money and TV right, uh, TV stuff and everything like that but surely we can't be in that dire straits that we need, uh, you know what I mean we're coming to the point now we need we need to sell people. Are we still paying Wenger? He's still got a year left <laughs> on, a, on a contract, maybe the agreement was step up, we'll carry on, carry on paying you for a year or did we pay him out in one lump sum with partial oh. bonuses you know, the, the, the shirt deal Definitely and, some poor management somewhere yeah, I, I, like uh, Gazidis is going. Do we know that that was something done behind the scenes to say, right, okay, um, Josh is going to come in, I'm buying the club out, and maybe they have had to pay him a load of money to fuck off and go to Milan and get paid a load of money? Uh, you, you just don't know well, what's going on behind the scenes. Well, he's looking at, what, is it nearly five, 550 million or something for his shares? Who? Um, 
that's that's Usmanov. Usmanov, yeah. Yeah, I was talking about Gazidis. Oh, sorry. Did I did I say Usmanov or did I say Gazidis? Gazidis. You know, yeah, you said yeah, Gazidis. I, I was thinking yeah. that. Oh, you do make me think. I, there was one time. There was. There was. A, I listened back to one of the podcasts I was talking about, and I said, "And Manny said, and it wasn't Manny. It was somebody else said something." And I'm listening and going, "Fuck! I've done that wrong." Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, I just. I, I. I don't see the long. I, I can't see how we're in that much of dire straits. I. I really can't. And when you look at the shitheads down the road. Uh, they haven't even lot. bought a player. They're in massive debt with their new toilet stadium, and they haven't needed to sell a player. So how the hell do we, why do why the hell do we need to sell a player? I just don't get it. Don't understand it. Don't understand no, it. I really don't. There's some poor poor management somewhere with all this lot. Yeah, there's players on higher wages, but it's to be expected. They're not all on three hundred and fifty grand a week. Where if you look at the likes of City and Man U and even Chelsea, they're all on two hundred plus. I just don't. I don't understand it. I really don't. I don't. I don't think we got the sponsorship deals. I think there's money being well, as it's when, all me. It's when all we did, when Puma first come in, it was one of the highest shirt sponsorship deals going until was it Manchester United got yeah, the about, Adidas about one? 30, so about thirty seconds later, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I mean. But that was only what was it five years ago? It, come on, it can't be that bad. It's just been confirmed as well, I believe. I saw it on, on Sky Sports earlier when I was going to look it up. Um, Ospina's gone and loaned to Napoli. So we've got rid well, of... Well, there's another wage bill gone. That's... If, he's, if, he's, yeah. if he's gone for the whole wages rather than like 13%, probably. I don't know. Joel Campbell is going as well. Yeah, uh, that, was, that was expected. Yeah. Um, I, but we're still going to keep well back, apparently. And I, but I, I, I think we probably do now that we've lost... Um, uh, that we've lost uh, Perez, I think we need to listen. We could go on for bloody hours and hours yeah. on this. It's 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 getting like that, uh, and we could have, we will do. We'll all laugh at Tottenham, but we could. And I don't want to talk about them too much. They should get fined. They should get points knocked if they don't make the mandatory. Like you're only allowed to play two games or three games away from home. Um, Maybe people can put in the comments afterwards what they think the punishment for Spurs should be um, if they uh, go further than the third game. Uh, like if they go past two games played uh, away at a neutral ground. Steve, thank you very much for coming on. Um, Mike. Cheers for having me. You're welcome, mate. Mike, thanks for coming in at the last minute. Boston, shame on you. No problem. Is he, is he back in Mexico? Uh, no, he's not. No, no, no. He's uh, <laughs> he he's uh, he's got some high flying uh, big deal to do with Bank of America. So yeah, it, it's actually important. So yeah, and Manny, as always, been real. Yeah, I tried to be back <laughs> on the painkillers, man, because I'm starting to feel the pain. Again, you know? right. Well, we all feel the pain. Remember, <laughs> remember, do what you always do, people: like, share, review been great thanks again and up the arsenal thanks for listening to guns and yellow ribbons an arsenal podcast by arsenal fans for arsenal fans follow us on facebook at guns and yellow ribbons or twitter at guns and ribbons and remember to rate and review us too